Hey everybody and welcome back to MG on the Mic. I know it has been quite a while since I've recorded an episode, but I have been trying to wrap up college stuff and just, I guess, get adjusted or whatever to living back home again. And I was going to try to record an episode before this previous weekend of NWSL games so I wouldn't have to try to combine two weeks plus the last bit of Challenge Cup games into one episode. But by the time I got the chance to record, it was already what the weekend had, of games had already started. So I just decided to combine everything. I will try to move through some of it quickly. It, this episode might end up being a little bit longer. And I also think I'm going to swap the order of things I talk about and talk about my college life and college update and life update and kind of why I haven't made a podcast. Obviously, like I said, finals were wrapping up, but just kind of talking more in depth about that. But other than that, I'm obviously also going to talk about NWSL. I'm going to talk about a little bit about the WSL, which is the England Soccer League, and about their season that concluded two weeks ago, last week, a little bit ago, and then they also had their League Cup this past Sunday, so I'll touch on that as well, and then I'll also kind of preview and talk about the Champions League final that's on Saturday. And I will wrap up with kind of just talking about the WNBA. So I hope you stay tuned and I hope you enjoy this episode. So to start off with my college update. So like I've mentioned several times before, I recently wrapped up finals. And that was a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. Um just because I was also having to think about moving out and how I would do that. And it was quite interesting. And then I had a lot of stress this final week because I had to make certain grades to get the grades I wanted so my GPA wouldn't go down. And so I honestly didn't have time to... I still made probably not smart of me but I still watched soccer games probably shouldn't have done that and then I also had to move out of my dorm which was a time in itself but yeah it's just been quite busy and college was this past year of college it was really good it was obviously I met some really cool people College is obviously really fun, but it's also hard and academically, and I've always, this is going to sound really pretentious, I've always been a smart person, but in college, it's like, there are people smarter than you. You're not the only smart person. That sounds like such a pretentious thing to complain about, but it's just the fact of realizing that there are people smarter than you, and your teacher's I was lucky enough to not necessarily have bad teachers, but some teachers are just not as compassionate and understanding those teachers in high school, and it's definitely an adjustment, but 
thankfully I had some classes in high school that kind of helped me prepare for college and helped me learn how to study and just make that transition into college easier. And hopefully at some point, I know I keep on mentioning that I'll have guests at some point, but hopefully at some point I will have guests or I will have a guest and we can delve into college deeper. But yeah, that's just the kind of general year wrap up of my freshman year of college. I'm going to go back a couple of weeks to start off with my NWSL kind of catch up. And I'm going to have to go back to the Challenge Cup semifinals. And if you listen to the last episode, then you would remember that the semifinalists were OL Rain, Washington Spirit, North Carolina Courage, and Kansas City Current. OL Rain went in as the one seed, but because of scheduling issues um, with their home venue, they play at Lumen Field in Seattle, and... That's also the venue the Sounders use, and the Sounders were playing in the CONCACAF Champions League Finals, so the venue was taken, so they had to play at Audi Field. That game ended in a 0-0 draw, but because it was a semifinal game, it had to go to penalties, and... Washington won in penalties 9-8, to eight, and their goalkeeper actually stepped up and took a penalty. That was really cool to see. But this game had a con- really controversial no-call at the very last minute of the game. Megan Rapino kicked a corner. It honestly wasn't a good corner, and then there was an obvious handball in the box, but it wasn't called. And then the next semifinal game, North Carolina won 2-1. to one. They beat the Kansas City Current. Dabinia scored a penalty in the 19th minute. Diana Ordonez scored her first professional goal in the 36th minute. And then Kristen Hamilton pulled one back for Kansas City in the 79th minute. But it wasn't enough. And there, this game was very, 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 very rainy. And then next, I will, of course, talk about the final. The final was Washington Spirit versus North Carolina Courage, and it was played at the Courage, or the Courage hosted. The Courage won 2-1. to one. Carolyn scored in the 10th minute, and then Ashley Hatch leveled it up in the 35th minute. And then there was another controversial penalty no call but it ended up being called as just a corner and then North Carolina scored from that corner so I guess it didn't end up mattering but the the foul the defender took Carolyn out from behind took her legs out and she ended up, Carolyn, I think it's Carolyn, Caroline, 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 yes. I'm going to have to learn how to pronounce that right. She ended up spraining her ankle and it could have been a lot worse. The theme of the day was really, really bad reffing. 
Ashley Hatch had a high boot to the ribs of Abby Ersig. Should have been a red. Was not called. In stoppage time, Jordan Baggett went down. It was very, very scary. There was a clip going around of players rushing their gurney over. And I understand that's obviously a very jarring picture to see um, on the internet. But I feel like a lot of people were placing blame on the paramedic. But you aren't supposed to run with gurneys. Like they train you not to run. Because then your adrenaline goes up and you're no good to every, anybody. And then Caroline was the MVP of the finals. And then the all-tournament team for the Challenge Cup, the Fords were Kristen Hamilton, Ashley Hatch, Trinity Rodman. The midfielders were Rose Lavelle, Ashley Sanchez, and Dabinia. The defenders were Sofia Huerta, Alana Cook, Abby Erseg, and Carson Pickett. And the goalkeeper was Fallon Tullis Joyce. And these were all people from teams that made it to the semifinals. No, not some, no one from a team that did not make it to the semifinals made the all-tournament team. And then the overall MVP of the Challenge Cup was Dabinia. I, the Challenge Cup just got a sponsor, so the prize money is going to increase so, they're not going to do away with it when they just got a sponsor for it. But, I feel like it needs to be changed. The ch- it created this conundrum of horrible scheduling issues. Washington Spirit, they're going to play essentially a third of their season before June with like a midweek game and then a Saturday game. Like, playing every three days and they're gonna have to be they're gonna be flying all over the country and I just think it at least needs to be looked into to see if something can be done about it I'm not really sure obviously what the answer is but something it definitely needs to be looked into but yeah that was the challenge cup I Hope y'all enjoyed listening to me talk about that, even if you're not a really big soccer person. Now I can focus more on the regular season, um, and it helps that my team is doing decent in the regular season now, and I'll actually talk about that next. So because I haven't recorded in a couple of weeks or about a yeah a couple of weeks. I'm going to recap week 2 and week 3 of the NWSL regular season. I I'll be able to go in depth in some games, but some of them obviously I don't <laughs> remember cuz they happened a little bit ago and I haven't had time to go back and rewatch, but I will be able to tell just the basic stats like score and who scored and that kind of stuff. So, the first game on week two was San Diego Wave versus Gotham FC. San Diego won 4-0. Alex Morgan scored all four goals. Two of those goals were penalty kicks, but she, was, she still converted them. Um, 
she scored a penalty kick in the f- extra time of the first half. She scored a penalty kick in the 66th minute. She scored in the 70th minute, just a regular goal in the 70th minute. And then she scored again in extra time of the game. So extra time of the second half. This was San Diego's home opener. So they had a lot of the energy kind of like on a, although it was on a very much a smaller scale because their stadium only holds about 6,000 people compared to LA's 22,000. You could definitely feel the energy for the home team. And Gotham's very confusing to me because I just don't understand what's going on or what their plan is. I don't think the, I don't think it's earth shattering quite yet for them, but I'll be interested to see how they turn it around. The next game was Kansas City Current versus Houston Dash. Houston won 2-0. Rachel Daly scored a penalty in the 40th minute. It was definitely sold. I think it was Michaela Abam. Yes, it was definitely sold by her um, to get that call. But something interesting that I heard on the broadcast is that Rachel Daly has not missed a penalty in her NWSL career, and that is crazy. And then... Brianna Visali scored an extra time of the second half in the 96th minute. And at this point, at the point of this game, Kansas City had not scored a goal in the regular season in two games. So people were, they did end up scoring in their next game against Orlando Pride. But people were kind of getting concerned, honestly, just wondering what was going on with Kansas City. The next game was the OL Reign versus Racing Louisville. And this was a really interesting game because of the outcome. It ended in a 2-2 draw. Zara Zara King scored a brace. And she had a goal in the 33rd minute and the 37th minute. She was also called off sides quite a few times. So I feel like. But she finally got her run down and was able to hold herself onside. And then Jessica McDonald scored in the 23rd minute for Racing Louisville. And then Racing Louisville was able to be get the draw because Bethany Bosser blocked a shot and was counted as an own goal in the 60th minute. But she said on Twitter later, she said it didn't go over and then when she asked the ref about it he essentially said it's just a goal but if you're an athlete it's not just a goal it's points it's I don't know that was just crazy and then the Orlando Pride played Angel City and Orlando actually won this one one to zero Sid LaRue scored in the third minute, and Kristen Press had a goal that did not look offside, but was called offside. Um, Angel City should have also gotten a penalty. Darian Jenkins took down Madison Hammond in the box, and just kind of seemed like they came down from their home opener 
because the wild, crazy atmosphere of the home opener, they just kind of lulled. I'll be interested to see if they can, what their next, this weekend, they play Kansas City at home or in California. So at Angel City, Angel City's home. I'll be interested to see if they are able to create energy again. But yeah, that was week two of the NWSL. So now I will go on to week three. The first game was the Portland Thorns versus OL Reign. And this ended in a 0-0 draw. Honestly, I don't really think there's a lot to talk about for me. It rained the whole time. Megan Rapinoe scored, was subbed in in the 67th minute. And then Morgan Weaver had a shot that looked like it was going to go in because Tullis Joyce had come out of the goal for the rain, but it managed to hit the crossbar. And then Megan Klingenberg had a shot that she, she blocked a shot off the line for Portland. So the game ended in a nil-nil draw. The next game is the Orlando Pride versus Kansas City Current. And this game was also a draw. It was a 2-2 draw, though. Gunny Youngstarter scored in the 51st minute for Orlando. And then Elise Bennett, who's been kind of struggling with some injuries, subbed in. She didn't start, but she subbed in. And then she scored in the 78th minute for Kansas City. And then she assisted Kristen Hamilton's goal in the 91st minute for Kansas City. And they thought this was a winner, but it was not because Orlando was awarded a controversial penalty kick. It was definitely a foul, but they're trying to, but it was controversial as to whether or not it happened inside or outside the box. They called it that it happened inside, and then Tony Presley stepped up and converted it in the 96th minute for Orlando. And this was really interesting because in the press conference afterwards, Presley was asked about this, and she basically said, nobody else was taking it, so I stepped up and took it. Racing Louisville versus Houston Dash ended in a 1-1 draw. Michelle Prince scored for Houston in the 77th minute, and then Jess McDonald scored for Louisville in the 82nd minute. And then the next two games happened at the same time. So, I didn't really watch the San Diego game, but San Diego beat the Chicago Red Stars 2-1. to one. Alex Morgan converted a penalty in the 56th minute. Kaylee Real then scored in the 89th minute, and then Ava Cook pulled one back for Chicago in the 90th minute. And I saw that Chicago had a goal, but it was also called back, and... Yeah, San Diego is drawing a lot of penalties. Alex Morgan has scored scored five goals in two games. And it's just been crazy. So I wonder if they're they're at the top of the table right now. And I'm going to talk about that in literally ten seconds. But I wonder if once the PK calls stop coming. If they'll still be able to pull out results. The last game of the weekend, the one that I watched, was Angel City versus Washington Spirit. 
It was in D.C. at Washington's home, but Angel City won 1-0. Kristen Press scored the goal in the 42nd minute, and if you have the chance to look up this goal, I highly suggest that you do it because it was an amazing goal. She, it was, they had a free kick in their defensive half, and then Vanessa Gill sent the ball in to Kristen Press in the opposite half of the field. So the the half of the field that had the goal and she took it down with her chest and or with her foot. Well the view of the camera I couldn't really tell. And her first anyways, her first touch was amazing and she got around her first defender and then she used her second defender to block the goalkeeper from being able to see her shot and she man- she manipulated essentially manipulated the defender to where the defender couldn't get the shot either and after she scored this goal this was a pretty trademark goal of hers there was a quote from an interview that she did in the past that somebody posted on Twitter and she practices this. She practices shielding, using her defenders, manipulating her defenders. I th- just think that's really interesting. So San Diego and Angel City top the table right now, and many people think to seem to think that San Diego is good, and I'm not disagreeing with that. But it's bizarre to me that they think San Diego is good, or they're they give San Diego the benefit of the doubt, but when it comes to Angel City, they say Angel City's only doing well because they're meeting teams when their opposing teams have people out or other circumstances. And while that might be true, I also feel like you have to give Angel City the credit. But this week, I'm recording this on a Wednesday, and there are three NWSL matches today, and there are also some this weekend. The three today are North Carolina Courage versus Orlando Pride, Racing Louisville versus San Diego Wave, Portland Thorns versus Washington Spirit, and then there is a game, there are two games Saturday Portland Thorns versus Houston Dash and Angel City versus Kansas City Current and then also the Champions League final is on Saturday and that's Barcelona versus Lyon and then Sunday has four NWSL games that's North Carolina Courage versus San Diego Wave, Gotham versus Racing Louisville, OL Reign versus Washington Spirit Orlando Pride versus Chicago Red Stars. The two NWSL games on Saturday are going to be on Twitch, I think. And then the rest of them are going to be on Paramount+. Plus. But if you want to find out how to watch those, the NWSL Instagram has a graphic. But anyways, that is what's to come from the NWSL, and I look forward to the rest of the season. I'll be 
really, really interest. I'm really interested in these games tonight. I'll be interested in essentially what happens the rest of the season. Something that actually came out today is that the both the women's and men's national teams have signed new CBAs that run through 2028, and this will give them equal, the prize money from FIFA will be equal, it will be distributed equally, and I am not good with professional legal jargon, so I don't really understand what a lot of it means, but the Instagram pictures, not the Players Association of the women's team posted a graphic about what it would include, and it says equal pay per day in camp, per game played, per outcome of each game, per competition type, equal number of players on rosters, equal tiering for friendly games, and equal 50-50 split between women's national team and men's national team of pooled World Cup prize money, and then equal 50-50 split of commercial revenue shared with senior national teams between women's national team and men's national team, and then equal rate paid per ticket sold for respective teams games controlled by USSF. And I'm not quite sure what all of that means, honestly, but if I find out, I'll let you know if I, as I become more familiar with it. I'll try to keep y'all updated, but I just thought that that was really important to include because that's been something that has been going on in the soccer landscape of this country for quite a while now. So I'm going to hop across the pond for just a second and I'm going to kind of wrap up. I know I didn't talk about the WSL, which is the league in England for much of any time, but just thought that I would update everybody on how that, because that wrapped up a couple of weeks ago. Chelsea won the league for the third straight time in a row. However, for the second straight year, it had to come down to the last day of games. And something that they do is that on the last day of games, all of the games play at the same time. So that's just wild to me. Um, and Chelsea beat Man United 4-2 on the last day of the league. And this also made it to where... Man United didn't get Champions League qualification. Man United did go up it did go into halftime up two to one. And but Sam Kerr had this wonder strike. It was it was wild. If that's another goal that I highly suggest you go watch if you have the chance. But Sam Kerr won the golden boot. Manuela Zinsberger won the Golden Glove, and she's a player for Arsenal. And Arsenal only finished one point behind Chelsea. So, 
and they're rivals, like arch rivals, arch nemesis. So I thought that was interesting. And then the FA Cup final was this past weekend, and Chelsea won three to two. It did have to go to extra time, and there was a late equalizer for Man City in like the 88th, 89th minute from Haley Rasso, and but Sam Kerr once again a proven goal scorer scored the winner in extra time. And something else about the WSL, or I guess specifically about Man City, is that there are a lot of players leaving Man City. Georgia Stanway has already left. Jill Scott has left. Caroline Weir, Kira Walsh, Lucy Bronze, they are all players who are rumored to be leaving. And so I'll be interested to see if there, if a reason why they are leaving surfaces but yeah the euros are also coming up and that will be in july and so those will be really really fun to cover and to tune into so i really look forward to watching all of those games as well so the last topic i'm going to touch on is the WNBA. i'm honestly not really sure quite yet how to talk about it because naively I thought that it was like one game a week but obviously basketball plays more than that they've already most teams have already played like four or five games so I might just pick the biggest matchups of the week and touch on those um but Right now, I think the Aces look really good and the Mystics look really good. I would love it if that was the final. And then the other big WNBA thing, I guess, is that Ryan Howard, who is a rookie who came from Kentucky, she has been killing it. She already has 100 points and she's only played five games. So that's just insane to me. But like I said, I'm still not really sure how exactly I want to talk about the WNBA. But I will definitely work on it and I will definitely talk about it. I'm not just going to forget about it because I don't know how to talk about it. Thank you for listening to this episode of MG on the Mic. I really enjoy making these episodes. The last couple weeks have been crazy because of college wrapping up. But I will try to get more consistent with these. I am going on a trip to California in about a week and a half. And I will be seeing an Angel City game while I'm there. So I'm really, really excited the last time I checked, there were there were like resale tickets available, but all the all the tickets have been bought. I don't know if that makes any sense, but on Ticketmaster, it shows that tickets are available, but they're the resale tickets. So I think it'll be packed. It's L.A. versus New York, so I feel like it's a budding rivalry. And I'm just really excited, and I'll definitely tell y'all all about that game. And, yeah, I just, it's summer. 
I will have more time to keep up with games, hopefully interview a couple of my friends that live in my hometown. But yeah, that's really it for the updates. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please recommend this podcast to all your friends, all your family, aunts, uncles, cousins, anybody you want to. But until next time, bye.